Posada, slow roller right side. Beckett picks it up, tags Posada, and the Florida Marlins are world champions. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number five of the Battered Marlins Fans Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, we got three other Battered fans, and we got a lot to talk to. Great show for you on today. Uh, let's see. We are 500 a month in. We had a great April. We swept the Cubs. No, I'm sorry, not the Cubs. Yes, we swept the Cubs. Yeah, it was the, the Cubs. Cubs. And then we got swept by the Braves. It's, uh, it's up and down season. We're going to get into all that and a lot more. Uh, but let me introduce... All of my uh, battered fans, but before I do, we're going to get into something a little new every episode to start the episode. For those of you watching on YouTube, you'll be able to enjoy it. For those of you listening on audio, go ahead and click the YouTube links on Twitter so you can check it out. We are going to go ahead and start wearing a special crown on our head every episode. We're going to go ahead and see what everybody's rocking on the top of their, their, uh, their head, and uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, I am rocking a... Coney Island Brooklyn Cyclone 4th of July hat. This is something that, I mean, I wear it, not necessarily proud of it since they're affiliated with the Mets. I am not a Mets fan. I dislike the Mets very much, but I am from Brooklyn. This was the only team that Brooklyn had before the Brooklyn Nets after the Brooklyn Dodgers left. So I am proud of the Brooklyn Cyclones, even though I don't mess with the Mets. And that is my hat. So to my right, your left, Callie. How are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. Well, I mean, I, I watched the Marlins play this weekend, so not, not that great. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> the weekend was good. Yeah, yeah the week is what uh, sucked. Yeah, the week. Yeah, it's true. Uh, me and Spazzy went to the Marlins game together last night. We were re- legitimately a, a magnet for home runs. It felt like every single one was coming coming our way. The first one that Ozuna hit was just – so we were sitting at the in the moment in the first row in left field, and it just – Went over. It's like right by the Budweiser bar, but whatever. But uh, on my head today, I have a Beloit Skycarp hat. So our, our high A affiliate. Um, I made it a point this year that uh, that I want to get all the minor league hats. So you know, I wanted to. I wanted to get the Pensacola one first that had like the P that looks like the fish hooks because I thought that yeah. one looks really cool. No, but, that one's dope though. When you got on. Yeah, they, they didn't have that size, so I'm like, ah, oh, let me. Brenton already told me I was gonna get the Jacksonville one, as you guys can see. So I'm like, ah, oh, let me go high A. I almost went Jupiter Hammerheads, but I saw this one that's like a like an like a that royal teal alternate one yep. with the sky carp actually in the water. I'm like, oh, that's the one. Yeah, so, oh, that's what's on my head. Yeah. All right, Spazzy, what you got going on? So usually I always go old school teal or you know something like that, but I found this bucket hat that I got maybe like two seasons ago. From a dude hustling outside of Marlins Park for like 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought like three hats from this dude. And it's actually good quality. It's it's a new logo, but it's a dope little bucket hat. Uh, I've been wearing it since I found it. So yeah, that's my little bucket hat. Well, you you like bucket hats though. Like I saw I that you got you got the one over the weekend, didn't you? Uh I mean I I, I have so many of them, but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of bucket hats. And this one was just 10 bucks from a dude hustling. So <laughs> I wish I would have gone to the game where they had the reversible bucket hat that they were giving away. Cause that, that hat, dude. Uh, well, I, I guess I'll just tell a quick story. So I was, I got there. Uh, I thought that there was going to be nobody at the park because there was a tornado watch and yes. it was like an ugly day. And I was like, Oh, there's good. I'll just get there. There's going to be a ton of hats there, dude. There's lines to get in. Like it was a good crowd on Sunday and I was offering people cash. 
I was offering people beers. I was like, I was, I looked like a crackhead. And uh, finally, <laughs> a nice couple just there. They saw me and they're like, "Listen, just take one of ours. You're, you're fine. Like, you're clearly a fan." I was like, "All right, thank you." <sighs> That's <laughs> awesome, man. Because that that had looked awesome. It is. It's All nice. right, and last but not least, my man Brenton. How are you? And what you rocking? I am doing fabulous. I got to um, fresh from the ballpark. Just got home a little while ago. Uh, not the result I wanted to see, but uh, got to take my son to his first baseball game ever. So that was awesome. 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 Great memory. Great moment. Follow me on Twitter for pictures. Um, but we also uh, were sitting in the section right next to that Solaire bomb right there in the beginning of the game. So that was a pretty cool to see. But uh, today I'm rocking the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp hat. Uh, you know, team's off to a great start, and they're emulating the uh, the Major League affiliate. They're 14 and 14, so they're sitting right at 500 right now. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to go down a little bit because we've robbed some talent from them this week, so which I know we're going to talk about. But, yeah. We're going to get into that for sure later. <laughs> I will say also, going to the game yesterday, it was a teacher appreciation day, and they said – on the email, it said to go in the fifth inning for the – for the tumbler because they're giving away tumblers. Oh my god, I'm a teacher. I need a fucking tumbler. Um, and then they said there was a sign that says, "Oh, come back in the seventh inning." And we're like, "Okay." So literally, top of the seventh means that they start walking over. And of course, you know, teachers being fiends for free shit, the line was like, <laughs> the line was so long, but it was worth it. It was a cool little tumbler. Oh, yeah. and before. Oh, it's Spazzy's teacher. Spazzy's an honorary teacher, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I made the line with him, and the lady just wanted to get rid of him. She's like, you too, right? And I'm like, I'll take a fucking tumbler. <laughs> I wasted enough money on you guys. Yeah, give me a fucking tumbler. <laughs> give me the free shit. So if you guys follow Battered Marlins on Twitter, we had Callie and Spaz out at the stadium looking for hats last night, and they couldn't find the 30th anniversary hat in the inside the stadium. They had to go outside the stadium to get it. I can confirm the first base and third base stores had every size in the new hat in stock on the shelf. So if you're going, I mean, obviously we're away now, but if you're going for the red series, you know, check out the stores. They're there. Yeah. Marlins listen to us. (laughs) When when, when I was there yesterday, I, I went to each of the stores looking for them and there was, there was none. The only store that had some, that I saw that were like close enough for the seven and three quarters on the, the store on the first base side. And I grabbed one. I tried it on. It was way too big. So I put it down and the guy, this guy just stared at me and he's like, are you going to take that? I'm like, no. And he, there was three left and he grabbed all of them and just nice. left. And thankfully they're, I found some in the store. I was like, yeah, they're, they're moving. moving. They're moving. Even when I yeah. went after the game, like there was like, it was either like six and seven. There was, I, Cause I ended up grabbing one. It was either, it was either really small really big and then i found one that was seven and a half and i put it on I'm like okay this is the one this is perfect so yeah well i can yeah. confirm they have plenty <laughs> well yeah well i'm looking forward because I'm, I'm gonna get mine next week when i go next weekend to i guess the cincinnati the cincinnati series but cincinnati is next week let's go back to the month of april we had a good month of april uh, a lot better than i think most of us expected i i think it's safe to say that we can be just about anyone as long as they're not named the Braves or the Mets. Because we are undefeated in series. Except for against the Braves and the Mets. But that doesn't change the fact that the way the schedule set up this year, we get to play everybody. So we get a lot less of the NL East. Which means a lot more series to be won. 
What did you guys think of the month of May in general and the fact that we're 10 and 0 in one run games? <laughs> well, today I think at one point we were like, uh, we had like a one run game situation going on, and I was like, no, no. we're going to fucking <laughs> yeah. record. But thank um, God Puck gave up the bomb, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why he did it. He did it exactly. I mean, like, it's 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 tough, and obviously, I I was hoping that today we would put a stop on the uh, on the sweep, and we did not. But we're still at five hundred, and I think that's been the goal the entire time, right? Yep. Um, and I mean, uh, what was it, Kelly? You said that they have eighteen home runs or sixteen or eighteen they home said, runs. They said it on the broadcast today that the Braves have eighteen home runs against us this season. That's yeah, absurd. Yeah, I mean, that's a fucking insane amount of home runs against. And then fucking Ozuna decides to wake up out of nowhere. And, you know, he loves playing in Miami, apparently, and he's just crushing the ball against us. So, whatever. It's the Braves. Uh, we, Listen, we've said the, it before on this. They're, they're a tough team. The key takeaway from the Braves series for any Marlins fan is Okuna got his payback last night for robbing a rise of the AL or the NL April Player of the Month award by getting okay. struck out by Jacob Stallings. Yeah. Struck out looking. So the and after his show today, where he got he fouled the ball off his ankle, watching that live was just sad. Watching a guy just lay there, he missed his calling. He should play soccer. <laughs> I felt like I was watching an Inter Miami game with a guy down, like oh, 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 and then he finished the at bat. But I heard it was loud. Like I heard, uh, uh, obviously Jeremy Taché, a huge Marlins fan, he said that from the press box it sounded like it hit him loud. So. I, I'm not a big fan of Acuna. I don't care for it. It looked bad on TV. I'll say that. It, it, yeah, it, it, it didn't look great. I didn't watch if you it. Finishing but... that bad, it's not that bad. Hey, man. I, I, I concur. <laughs> I concur. All right. So, speaking of the month of April, it, it went well, but I feel like uh, Arise got snubbed for player of the month. Callie, what are your thoughts on him getting snubbed? Because, I mean, when you look at the numbers, not many people had anywhere near the month that he had in April, including a cycle. Yeah, I mean, if if anything, it just reinforces that that award is just a popularity popularity contest because I don't know how you objectively look at the numbers and think that anyone on the planet hit better than Luisa Reyes did in, in the month of April. And just, you know, Ronnie Acuna is a name, and he's playing well too, but he's not hitting four. Well, what, what's... What's our boy hitting right now? I, I just looked at it. I think it was 425, something in that area. He's hitting 424 right now. I think, in, I think I think in April he hit like 437. He's only struck out five times. All year. All year. He's drawn 11 walks, 12 RBI. His OPS is 1.17. Like, dude, like, and I understand that Okunyu is very talented. He's on pace to hit like 40 bombs and like, 79 stolen bases and that's fine but he did not have the month of april that that luis arise had and i guess it, I, the only justification could be that arise got hurt and he missed a few games yeah, but i was gonna say aside from that there's it doesn't make any damn sense spazzy what did you think about the snub no i thought the same thing as cali i think the biggest thing is that he you know he missed those the few popularity games. well that as well but he also had the cut on his finger that he missed a few games for and then he had what the the knee that uh, he had like a, anything. He had a knock on the knee yeah, or something for the like Braves. That. So I think if he doesn't miss those games, um, he gets it. But at the same time, uh, like Caddy said, it's a big popularity contest, and like 
we know he's we see him every fucking day. The dude is a stud, man. The guy just does not strike out. Let's not jinx him. But dude, he's such a joy to watch, and I'm so happy he's on our team. So I mean, he should have gotten it. It is what it is, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, you know, my opinion is total bullshit. He didn't win it, but uh, you know, I am the guy who's calling for that extension every day. Kim, you gotta make it happen, please. (laughs) I wanna buy. I want to buy an Arise jersey. I need one, but he's got to sign the extension, and I'll go get one. <laughs> I I I wouldn't bet on him getting an extension anytime soon. To be quite honest with you, I know that's not that's not how the Marlins do things. You broke boy. Uh, In fact, right. the, the Marlin the Marlins status quo is actually going to be his value's never been higher. So now's the time to sell. So don't say that. Uh, I've seen this I'm, movie too many look, times. I know it's bro. true, but don't say it. I mean, look times. if if you want to play that, he he is on the money though. If if it. But at some point, you want to win. Like I, I don't care who you are, or how much money you're trying to save. At some point, I think you want to win. No, like yeah, you're, you're staring. If you're an owner, right? You're staring. You're you're close. Now I get that you can get more prospects and high prospects if you trade them off right now. But at what point do you take these prospects and it's like, all right, let's try to win with them. Like it, it's an ever changing cycle, and at some point you have to go for it. And I think this might be the year. Yeah, and genuinely, I, I genuinely believe this. I think we're two bats away. I think we're two bats away from being a real, real competitor, because the you know once Sandy and and, and Lazardo you know find their form again, and the bullpen got beat up a little bit this series, but that's it's gonna happen. You're never gonna have a, a stretch of perfect last forever, but you know the pitching's there. Like we we've seen that that that's 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 proven already. But, you know, it does feel like we're missing a couple bats to really keep us competitive. So I think if you have a, a situation that like, fuck, you know, maybe I can give up one of these guys in the pen or one of these prospects. We, we, we'd be the other guy. We give up the prospect for, for the bat, you know, like, you know, well, I, you know, we we're talking about a pre-show, but we're, we're game bat. If the, if the season ended today, we're the, we're the first team out of the, of, of playoffs, you know, we're, you're, we're dipping at the heels. We're 500 against all odds. We're 500, but we're 500. And Sandy's not Sandying, and uh, oh. you know <laughs> that. And like we've had one of the toughest schedules to start the season. Like our schedule gets so much easier after this Braves series. Like you know, and, and we'll talk about it when we preview what's coming up in the next week. But like it, we have every opportunity to finish. You know, the the next month, like well above five hundred, in my opinion, because I think we can win the rest of the series. Um, that we're looking at, and I, I just don't see, you know, if we're gonna, if we're for real, like this month is gonna show us because we're gonna win and we're gonna be uh, above five hundred to finish uh, the month of May. Before we move forward to to future series, I wanted to touch on the last two series. Now we started the the weekend pretty strong, right? We got a sweep of the Cubs, but I felt like game number two was a. It had me thinking that we are we could be in trouble because it was weird. Edwin Cabrera ended up with 12 Ks. Pretty solid start, but he had five walks. And it's it's like he isn't the consistent pitcher we need him to be quite yet. We also scored five runs in the first inning, which I think gave him some comfort. But we ended up almost coughing up that game later on with the bullpen. So Although we swept them, that side of the game had me a little um, uptight. 
what did you guys think of this series sweep against the Cubs? The first time we finally close out a sweep. So, yeah. so for me, I mean, I'll, I'll take wins when we can get them. I think I said when we were chatting about it that uh, for you Bull Durham fans out there, uh, you know, Cabrera, Edward Cabrera is kind of our, our Epi Calvin Nuke Lelouch. You know, I like every time he, I watch him pitch, I just think of that scene. It's like he walked 18, New League record. He also struck out 18, also New League record. So it with with Cabrera, I mean, the potential's there because striking out 12 guys in what what do you throw five innings is hard to do. Yeah, and it's not and it's not just the walking the five guys, it's every count was a deep count. Every mm-hmm. single one. He wasn't having quick in. I think he had one like decent inning, but aside from that, he's just he had no control. And I also uh, Stallings was catching that game, and I, I I don't think he called a great game either. Um, but he only allowed three hits that game. Yeah, but he also walked five, and you know you, you can't you're taking everyone deep counts. Like if if we can cut the strikes, if he can cut the balls in half, like legitimately cut them in half, he's he's going to be one of the best pitchers in the league because the stuff is there, the velo's there, the off speed's there. It's just he can't can't spot it you know which is which is more than half the battle you know you can you can throw 120 and it doesn't matter if you're still walking the house you know and it's not just the walks it's untimely walks you're walking in runs you're walking guys into scoring position you know every single counts going into a full count you you can't do that it's tough to win that way and you know this is a team that as as good as the bullpen's been and as good as the pitching has been in general like this is a league that's driven towards offense, so there's going to be days that we're just hit hard. You know, we see, we've seen that. We saw Nardi get he, Nardi's been lit up the last couple, and I think he's had, he had a strong start to the year, and he's been lit up the last couple last couple uh, season oh, outings. Nardi's given up that lead off that first batter like three home times, run, and then he settles down. <laughs> Yeah, like so we just need to bring him in with like a three run lead and we're good. <laughs> in two in two games straight in that series, Cody Bellinger takes him deep on the first pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. times. You know, it's just it, it happens. It's part of the game. Like you're you're still playing against other professionals. You're and, and the Cubs, for all intents and purposes, are still a good hitting team. You know, they don't they don't have the bullpen and, and they don't, you know, they don't have they don't really have the pitching and they don't have, you know. They don't have like that guy that's just gonna like take over a game and like do do something. Like Swanson, I guess, can maybe be that guy. Horner's playing really well too, but they don't have like a guy like the, like Uncalayo that that can's gonna go out there's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the I'm gonna hit the ball in the gap now, or you know I'm gonna go shut shut shit down on the bump now. That's they, they don't have that, and uh, you know, but Rossi's a good coach and and I'm sure they'll figure it out. And it's gonna be tough to go over there now. But as far as that series goes, I mean, first game and last game, I thought we played. We, we played pretty well. Um, you know, every single one was a one-run game, which, yeah. is, which is interesting. But, um, yeah, with the Cubbies, like, I was happy for the most part. You know, I was mu- I was much less uh, much, much less satisfied with this uh, this Brave series. I was very happy to see that uh, Quesada got DFA'd because that guy's a bum. Well, Spazzy, uh, you said we just can't seem to close out these sweeps. We close yeah. out a sweep. How are you feeling about that cup series before we jump over to the Braves? So, so one quick thing that I will say is that uh, what was the game that we were watching on Thursday? Well, it was the Braves game that when we recorded last week, right? Oh, yeah, the comeback. So I didn't want to touch on that just because we had our boy Peter Pratt on. And we're all like all five of us are like in the dumps. And then like afterwards, we're finished the podcast and we come back and win and avoid the sweep. So I just want to say. (laughs) 
you know, I think it was some good luck with Peter Pan on the podcast, us drinking wine. I don't know, but <laughs> we, we stopped the sweep there. But going on to the other series, uh, dude, I, I, the one run game thing is kind of crazy that we all, you know, all of them were one run games. Um, I was super ecstatic to get that sweep. I was, I know that our boy Peter said that we were going to sweep the Braves. It went out, it went the other way around. We got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, that we got swept by the fucking Braves. Um, but whatever, dude, like, like a broken record, dude. We're fucking 500 and I'm okay where we're at. For the most part, we all predicted to go three and three in the next six, right? We thought that we would get the first two against the Cubs. I think just about all of us said that and that we would fail to close out the sweep and then we would get one from the Braves. We ended up sweeping the Cubs. We got swept by the Braves, but all that really matters is that we went three and three like we all thought. We're still 500 and we're second in the division because the Mets just got swept by Detroit also. So we're still in pretty good standing. So all in all, I think it was a decent weekend. But now let's get on to the fun series against the Braves. Do we have to? <laughs> we have to We have to talk about Sandy. Like, we have to Ooh. talk about Sandy. Sandy's had – I mean, let me not say just one good start because he had a, a solid start against the Braves, but then the bullpen ended up giving up that lead uh, at some point in the game. But for the most part, it's been one outstanding Sandy game, one solid game, and the rest is kind of like, what the hell is going on? So I ask you, I'll start with Brenton. What the hell is going on? You know, you're always asking me if I'm panicking about Sandy. And I'm and still that's why not. I go straight to you. Okay. I know, I know. And so, <laughs> listen, when uh, Sandy's coming off a Cy Young year, so basically whatever he's going to do is going to be a disappointment this year. Let's be honest because he did, he had such a great year last year, but you know, I'm still not worried about him. I, I think he still has some stuff to work through. You know, he's, his problem still is, is constantly that keeping the ball up in the strike zone, he gets to a point and he just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's feeling the pressure of having to do it because I feel like he doesn't get run support too. Like if you gave him like Edward Cabrera, we just talked about had a five run first inning. If we gave a five run first winning or first run inning to Sandy, I bet you he keeps it all the way through and he probably throws a complete game. Like, I don't feel like he's getting the run support and I feel like maybe he's trying to carry it all on himself. Like there's a lot of pressure on Sandy to win games right now. And so there is, yeah. But at some point, don't you feel like we're overachieving? Because I mean, Kelly and I were talking about it before we got started about the run differential. I like Kelly get Kelly get into that in a second because I know he has the numbers. But at some point, I feel like we're overachieving because we are doing all this, and it's not like we're doing a lot, right? We're, we're five hundred, but we're at five hundred despite our aces not playing like aces. But at some point. You need every team needs their aces to show up eventually. At some point, we can't keep counting on the third, fourth, fifth, and in our case, sixth, seventh, and eighth uh, guys in the rotation because of injuries going out and giving us these wins. Because at some point, they're going to come back to earth either. Also, so we need Sandy and and uh, Lazorda to also show up. Uh, so that has me a little worried. And Kali, I, I throw it over to you because you did have these numbers of the run differential we were talking about earlier. Yeah, uh, before I even get into the run differential, I'm just going to go over Sandy's outing. It wasn't um, five innings pitched. 
only—I mean, he only gave up six hits, five strikeouts, three walks, but he gave up a bomb, and all three runs—all three runs came in on timely hits. So there was a bit of bad luck. Like if you really look at it, he wasn't like terrible. He just got hit hard at the wrong time, which the Braves are going to do that. You know, so I, I'm not, I don't want to make excuses for Sandy because at the end of the day, you're the ace. You just want to Cy Young. Like at some point, you need to show up and be better than the other guy. But the Braves are an anomaly right now in the sense that they are statistically the best hitting team in baseball, not called the Tampa Bay Rays right now. Um, but uh, in in terms of the Marlins' success, and, and this is this was something we were talking about earlier so the marlins have the worst run differential in the national league with a run differential of negative 52 all right and we're 500 despite that all right uh we've scored 108 we've given up 160 our expected win loss total at this point is 10 and 22 so there's a huge discrepancy between our record and what we realistically mathematically should be the only teams that have a worse run differential than we do right now are the Kansas City Royals, who are eight and twenty-four with a record of uh, with a run differential of negative sixty-five. Uh, the Chicago White Sox have a run differential of negative sixty-six, and they're ten and twenty-two. And then, my God, the Oakland Athletics have a run differential of negative one hundred and twenty-five. They've scored one nineteen, given up two hundred and forty-four. They are six. And 26. So that's the company we're keeping with in terms of our run production versus how much we're giving up. It's not good. Realistically, we are the we have the record that we have because we are so good in one run games. Because of our bullpen. Because of our bullpen, yes. Because of our bullpen. That that's why we have the record we have because being 10 and 0, the 10 out of those 16 wins have come in one run games. That's that's not necessarily a, a formula for success if you're Ten out of your sixteen are literally just one run games. And if you and I if think, you really look at it, the can you name a game where the bullpen really blew the lead? Because there hasn't really happened. I mean, the game that, that we were talking about oh, with the Braves they blow losses. Puck and... <laughs> <laughs> today. I mean, I mean come they, on. They, they, yeah, but, already, but but we were already losing at that point. I'm saying like when, <laughs> yeah, but when does the pen come in? The Sandy the game in, in at the Sandy game in Atlanta. There's a Lazardo yeah, well. game earlier in the season too, where he but, lost. But not win. not not many. We've had. No, it's not many. I think statistically the best bullpen. I, I know last week goes statistically. I haven't looked this week. Probably not. This and, week. and getting back um, to Sandy real quick. Uh, last, no, I don't want to say last year. A couple years ago, we that baseball started getting really heavy on analytics. And let me tell you something. I love analytics. I love numbers. I love stats. That's all. I, so I know people hate it. I love it. I love the numbers, but. We stopped seeing players going out seven, eight innings, right? It's coming back now. But for a while, two times through the order and then call to the bullpen, no matter how well you were pitching, right? We don't see it as much anymore. That's died down a little bit. But there was a, a couple seasons where that was really heavy and everybody's getting really upset. Now, I think there's some truth to it, though. Now, let's see Stan, Sandy this year. Last year, the third time through the order, they were hitting – a. And on average, 239 hitting a percentage against them, batting average against them. This year, third time through the order, 440. Oof. So, he's like we were saying, as the game goes on, he's leaving his ball a lot higher, higher up in the, in the strike zone. I'm not sure why. And, but that number right there, that average, 440, third time through the order, that tells you a lot. 
So, I mean, I, I'm i all into analytics. I'm not saying that they got to start, you know, sending uh, a Sandy back to the, to the locker room after the second time around. But there's something to it. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. There's something to it. Uh, well, yeah. Go ahead. Oh. Say, uh, well, I was just going to tell you, because even last season, I mean, one, one of the biggest things about Sandy was that he just got stronger as the game went on. So, like, it was, like, the third, the fourth, and he was just getting, like, stronger and better and stronger. And that's why he went so deep so many games. And that was, like, his thing. And he was just fucking crushing everyone. And to see either – either I hope not. Either, either there's something wrong with him. Uh, they figured him out. Or, I mean, Mel Mel has just got to work with him more. I have no idea what's going on. But it's, it's, it's a – I'm not concerned fully because he's still who he is, but – Dude, he's getting hit. Like you said, he's getting fucking hit hard. And well, I watched, you know. So to kind of not to, I hate to make excuses for Sandy and the rest of the pitching staff, but if you look no, at the you strength don't, you've been of doing schedule, it all year. Well, <laughs> so if you look at the strength of schedule, we have the second hardest schedule to open the season. Like we've played the Braves half of the amount of times that we're going to play them in a ten All game year. in a ten game period. We're That's gonna play them us, thirteen though. times. We played them seven times. We've gotten that out of the way. Yep. If, if we get out of the month of May and we're still asking this question about Sandy, then I'll hit the panic button because our schedule gets so much easier. If he can't get it done against the the weaker teams, like if he doesn't go out against the Cubs or the because I think he's going to pitch against the Reds too. If he doesn't go out against them and and have solid outings and get deep into a game, then I think we can hit the panic button. But you know, there's very few pitchers in the the league that would get through the Braves and and go unscathed or get through. You know, the Mets have a killer lineup. Their pitching is what's letting them down right now. But yeah, you know, so. I, I don't think I think it's too early to panic on Sandy. I think there's things to be concerned about. And your point about him not getting through the third third round of um, the lineup is, is valid. But when that third round is against Braves hitters or Mets hitters or Phillies hitters minus Bryce Harper, like that's a much harder lineup to get through than let's say the Reds third, like. You know, most of your stats are going to be against bottom bottom teams. So if he can get it done against them, then I'm feeling a little more confident about it. But you know, that's something to look forward to, in, in my opinion. We're going to revisit this real soon. <laughs> Listen, yeah, if he throws another complete game, then we we can move this off of the talk sheet <laughs> because I think he will. Uh, well, Look at what well, he's done against is, the the bad teams in our in our opening so far. It, those have been his two good starts. I've wanted to right not talk about Sandy because if Sandy's playing well, you don't really have to talk about him too much. But every week, I feel like we got to talk about Sandy because I'm waiting for him to put on a show, and it just hasn't happened yet. And May it'll be May. Mark my words. Right. If I'm wrong, yeah. if I'm wrong, you're still coming. Put I will buy a Sandy jersey. Oh god! Oh, that'll and show. If I'm, and if I'm right, money. I'll buy a Put Sandy that jersey. Twenty-five in his, <laughs> with a dollar twenty-five in his pocket. That'll show. All right. <laughs> so, uh, talking about players that have been underperforming, your boy Avi has was injured, and Kylie's boy Smelter got DFA'd. Oh no! So sad. 
So what does that mean? That means we have opportunities for the Young Bucks. So we got a couple people called up. Xavier Edwards called up. Peyton Burdick called up. What are we thinking about the Young Bucks finally getting an opportunity? And about, well, I'll start with uh, Cali because he loves Smelter so much. How do you feel about Smelter uh, finally getting DFA'd? Um, I think it, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, although he came in last night and he gave up another, he gave up another bomb because you know death taxes and Smelter giving up moonshots. But um, you know he's just I, I I forgot who I was telling this to, but if Smelter was righty, he wouldn't. He, that guy'd be coaching high school baseball somewhere. Like he's he's just he just doesn't have it, man. And it's whatever. Like he had it, he had a couple good outings, and but it, there's been a lot more bad than good. Um, I think it opens up the doors to to give some of the younger guys a shot. We we called up Quesada and he was a disaster class too. Um, I think there's another there's there's one guy in the minors that I'm I'm I really think we need to to give him a shot. He's a lefty like Smeltzer, but I know we'll we'll save that for for a little bit. But um, in terms of the other guys, I mean Burdick didn't look bad. He you know he, he got walked twice today, which is always a good thing. He's he's going to be good in the outfield. I think Burdick's going to be. Very, very good. I don't think there's a spot for him in the outfield right now with, with a fully healthy outfield. But, you know, I think we're probably a year or two away from him being like a regular guy on the, the big league club. And then Xavier Edwards, I've been really high on. I wish he's got I wish he got a few more opportunities this series. But um, he's a guy that I think he's going to turn out to be very, very, very good. Well, my understanding is Xavier Edwards has been playing center field out in Jacksonville. So yeah, he's, okay. a, he's an infielder by trade. But, right, right, right. But but they've been playing him out in center field. So we, you don't think that he has a chance to play maybe on like a, a De La Cruz off day or, a, you know, a, 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 a Jazz giving Jazz an off day? I, I thought that he might play today. And, yeah, and but they gave, they, gave, the they gave Burdick the start, though, in in, uh, in the outfield. So it looks like they're, they're if defaulted to that. But Xavier Edwards fits kind of the mold of what the Marlins are looking for in terms of draft. Because if if we really take a look at it, all the position players that the Marlins draft are either shortstops or catchers, and what they do is that they get these super athletic shortstops or center fielders that they know they can plug them anywhere. Um, you know, like Jazz, perfect example. He's an infielder his whole life. They said, "Hey, you're an athlete. Go, you know, go get him. Figure em. it out. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, that's kind of been the with the new ownership group. That's definitely been the. It look. It feels like that's what's that's what they've done. They just they're just looking for straight up athletes that they can like, okay, yeah, you're a shortstop, but we're going to put, put you in the outfield. We're going to move you to first. We're going to, you know, plug and play. Like that. Plug and yeah. play. exactly, man. So I think Xavier Edwards kind of fits the mold of what the Marlins want. Kind of a Swiss army knife type of guy. And that's, that's not a bad guy to have around. Brian, were you excited about Xavier Edwards getting an opportunity? Because um, I was, but. Yeah. Ahead. I mean, anytime you bring up a young guy into the the majors for the first time, you know, the kid got his first hit the other night against the Braves, which is exciting. Um, you know, you're excited. You have to be excited for moves like that. I mean, you know, I think um, I think Edwards probably slots in. I, I can see him playing more infield than outfield because, especially since Burdick got the start today. And Burdick, let me tell you, that man was swinging out of his shoes today. Love he it. was trying to hit a bomb like nobody's business. And, like, when you saw him, like, in the deck, like, on deck, like, getting ready to go into the box, like, he was looking like he wants to hit one out of the park. 
So I'm excited to see more of him. Uh, definitely excited to see more of Edwards. I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan when we call up prospects, and I, I like that these guys are getting their opportunity now. You know, I mean, I mean, Burdick is 26. He's not really a prospect, but Edwards still is. You know, being only 23. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, you know, they're they're going to give us an opportunity to probably rest some players that need a little bit of rest. I like to see Jazz get get the break today. Um, you know, hopefully we we can start kind of giving some guys some days off and get them some swings in before, um, you know, before inevitably they're they're probably going to get sent back down once we get healthier. And you know, we've got Wendell coming back and stuff like that. So the these guys probably won't be with us very long, but as long as they're here, I, I say give them as many swings of the bat as we can. Like let, let's get them some experience and see what they Edward, can do. Edwards is a local kid too, I believe. I think he's from uh, Plantation. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, he's a Broward boy. Sure is. Yeah. Spaz, Xavier, Xavier Howard, uh, Howard, Xavier Edwards, Peyton Burdick, and Xavier Howard, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, I hate the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> which of those guys have you most excited? Because, I mean, I, I didn't think – you know, my issue – I'm sorry, Spaz, just real quick. My issue with Peyton Burdick is when I see somebody take this long to make it to the major leagues, something in me just doesn't – it doesn't excite me because I'm like, maybe you can make it and you could be a, a, a decent player. But you're not going to be that guy, right? That guy that we're hoping that just randomly comes up from the minor leagues and just kind of just blows up. And you know that that's not going to happen because if it was going to happen, he wouldn't be 26 pushing 27 in the minor leagues. Go ahead, Spaz. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're good. Uh, I mean, my forte is not like knowing uh, about uh, our farm system and all that. I leave that to Cali and you guys. Uh, I'm just a guy. I'm just a fan out there <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> but – I've heard Burdick for like fucking ever. Like, it's like, oh, we got this guy Burdick. We got this fucking guy Burdick. And going back to Cali, talking about Durham Bulls fans. I mean, this this is fucking Kevin Costner, the guy who made it to the show. <laughs> He's going back to I spent 21 days in the show once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is fucking Kevin Costner from fucking Durham Bulls. Bull Durham. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I love giving the guys that are down there come up, get the fucking experience. It's great. Sometimes it we, we see some shit happen. Sometimes we don't. So, I mean, Avi's obviously going to come back and he's going to get his spot back. We're paying him too much money for that. I wish they would, would just cut our losses, but we're not going to. So, as long as they're here, might as support the boys, bro. Whatever. I, 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 I hope good things happen. Who knows, you know. With with, with Peyton Burdick, I mean, he's a D1. He, he's a, he was a college draft guy. Played for four years. With with college guys, especially the ones that play that are in college for four years, I get drafted like your window because I mean, you get drafted at, you know, 22, you know, with the COVID year, you know, guys are getting drafted at 23 years old and stuff like that. You know, your window to because when you look at it that way. Yeah. You know, OK, he was only in the minors two and a half, three years before he got called, yeah. up, which, is, which is great. But now it's like, OK, you're 26 now, like. That like naturally the teams are going to give opportunities to guys you know closer to twenty than thirty, but um, I think Burdick can still be pretty good. Like, like I said, I think he's a year away from probably being like a like a good serviceable guy in the bigs. Like I, I think he's going to hit well. I think his game translates well. But um, oh. I think At the guys he's really not. Uh, At least he's not like Drew Maggie from the Pirates. 
That's, you that's saw fun. that he made his debut at 33. He played oh yeah, that was 1100 cool minor league games over 13 seasons, and finally got his debut. Yeah, that was a if, cool if, moment. If, if I was it that really guy, was. like if I was that guy, like after that game, like I get not one but two hits. Like I'm, I'm just going home after that. Like I'm like I'm good, guys. Like well, <laughs> but, the Pirates I'm, are playing I'm, good I'm, baseball too. Yeah, but, but you like, know what? Something like that would have excited me more than seeing Peyton Burdick. Because yeah. I know this is a cool story. Peyton Burdick just like. Eh. Seeing the way Burdick was like swinging out of his shoes and ready to make a hit, like I've got a good feeling. Like the next week, I hope he, so. he'll probably do something good. Like, listen, he's not going to stay up with the team forever. Like, like Spaz said, Avi's going to come back, and then Burdick's going to have to go down, or Edwards is going to have to go down. One of the two, and so, and so we'll see. Wasn't Avi a back issue? Uh, I think he's only on the ten or fifteen day deal or but um, what what we saw from Burdick is is kind of like it's it's what us coaches call like look at me swings like kind of almost not desperation but like you know so they're, they're, it's very self aware like I need to do something to kind of earn my spot here so I'm yeah. I'm gonna go big bro like I don't know how many more of these fucking at bats I'm gonna get let me try and do something that. yeah bro I fucking go for it, it. we're in your ass bro. We're getting our ass kicked by the Braves. Fucking swing for the fences, bro. Like Listen, make, something, make some magic, bro. And then you know when I saw him swinging like that, I thought the the player comparison that hit my mind was Cody Ross, because Cody Ross used to do that all the time. <laughs> bro, he Jesus would be Christ, ready bro. to swing that bat when he made his Marlins debut. That's how he was. Maybe he wasn't like that at the end, but when he made his debut, that's how he was. Well, if so, you look at the ticker. If you look at the ticker, I got I got three names. Oh, go ahead, Spaz. No, no, I think we know who uh, who Burdick's number one fan is over here. <laughs> oh no, Brandon I'm not his is, number one a, fan. A, I just that's just what reminded me. I want I want I want someone to believe in me the way that Brand believes in in yes, Sandy and Sandy. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah. I, I see I see the name of the ticker. He's I'm very yes. excited about him. But there's also another minor league arm that I think we okay. need to give a call. Well, to. There's before you get into before you get into that other arm, I do want to talk about Yuri Perez. A lot of people are hyped up about the way he's performing in Double A. My issue is that some people are asking for him to be moved up to the major leagues, but he's performing like this in Double A. I need you to perform like this in Triple A before I see you in the major leagues. That's one. And number two, my understanding is Double A is playing with a sticky ball, like they have they're playing with they're experimenting with another ball. That has a lot more grip on it. So that grip has been helping a lot of the pitchers in double-A look a lot better than they are. So I want to see him in triple-A. Go play for the Jumbo Shrimps. Go ahead. I want to see you in Jacksonville and then make your way down here. I don't want to see that jump from double-A up to the majors just to see what he's like. To me, that sounds like a bad move. What do you think, Callie? So with with Yuri, there's a couple things to consider. And the first thing I'm going to say before I even give my opinion is that someone asked Craig Mish, you know, longtime Marlins beat writer, what's going to happen first? Trevor Rogers coming back from the IL or Yuri Perez making his big league debut? And he said Yuri making his big league debut. So I think that there might be something coming down the pike that happens sooner rather than later. Um, Now, something that being said, all right. This is his second year. He, he he's a he's a repeating repeating player in Double A, um, and despite it being his second year in Double A, he's still the youngest player in Double A. He's only twenty years old. He's a baby. Um, I think he, developmentally, like you're in a position that like you know you're dominating 
if it were me, and again, I, I, I don't run a big league organization, uh, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not shaking that guy's confidence right now. Like I'm, I'm like, hey, bro, keep dominating double A, dominate double A for a little bit. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so much so like that he has to go to triple A first because I think that the, the, the purpose of double A is very different from the purpose of triple A. Uh, I don't think it's always like, uh, an upward angle to from a trajectory. Low. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's always the case. Double A is usually the young guys that you feel like are on the cusp that are, are, are ready Whereas AAA are guys that can conceivably bounce up and down. Usually most AAA guys, not most, but a lot of AAA guys are on the 40, man. They're, it's just a matter of rotation. Someone gets hurt, okay, AAA next guy up. AA is a guy like you're still playing competitive ball. Everyone's kind of around the same age, still young guys trying to, you know, developing into big league guys. But a lot of those guys are on the cusp. Like, you know, you, like you see like, you know, a lot of big leaguers, like so some of them don't don't go to AAA first. So but it, my, my, my thing is more because of the doctored ball, because they're experimenting with I think that that ball might be helping him look better than he actually is. I wouldn't mind seeing him get a couple starts in AAA before he moves up. Because the last thing I want to do is, like you said, shake his confidence. He's not going to have that ball to play with in the major leagues. What if he comes up here and then they just just rake on him? Like that, that could shake him quickly. So I, I just yeah. want to see him perform at a high level, even if it's in AAA with players that can go up and down, that spend time in the major leagues and, and in AAA. Like th- that's just what I would like to see. But again, I mean, I'm not 100% against it, but a little part of me is is hesitant because of the fact that they're playing with that ball. Brian, what do you think? Um, so with Yuri, I, I don't think he's ready. Um, you know, this is his first opportunity playing double A ball to actually pitch in a five man rotation. If you look at what he did um, in in advanced day last year. He wasn't pitching in a five-man rotation. They were using, I think, a six-man rotation. So, you know, he's had a couple of starts in Double A to to get used to that rotation. I think he needs another year in Double A. You know, maybe he can be a September call-up, sure. But when you've got like promising arms like Max uh, Meyer, who's you know hopefully going to be back probably around the All-Star break, hopefully. And you've got other players who can make the jump. Like I, I, I don't think he needs to go to AAA to go to to the major league roster, because we've seen players make that transition from AA to the major leagues, no problem. Um, but I just don't know that he has the experience working every five days, going long. Like he's having success. Like, and we're doing all right. Like let's just keep him where he is right now. Like. If we get to a point where, you know, maybe Trevor Rogers gets hurt again, you know, maybe we lose Braxton Garrett or somebody else, then yeah, let's bring him up. But I, I think it's too soon to talk about calling him up, especially when you see that Johnny Cueto's already started his rehab assignments in AAA. Like, I don't want Cueto to pitch for us, and I'll say it <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. But I'd rather have Yuri, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, but see, this is the thing. I would rather Cueto take up a couple of starts this year and give Yuri some time and maybe bring him up in September and say, hey, going into next year, you're you're on the big league club. You've had good – you've made good stuff. The kid's 20. Like making that jump to the major leagues, and if he comes up and gets hammered, that's going to ruin his confidence. Like you have to be careful with a 20-year-old pitcher and – while I think he can do it in the big leagues, I don't know that bringing him up right now is the solution 
for him or for the Marlins. I think there's someone else ready to jump up. I do too, and you you can spoil it. I know. <laughs> I agree Pat- with you. Patrick Monteverde is a guy that I think need- when we DFA'd when we DFA'd Smeltzer, I thought what made the most sense was to bring up another lefty. And Monteverde, just to kind of read off his stats so far, he's three and zero in in Double A in Pensacola, a zero point thirty five ERA. He started four games, twenty six innings pitched, thirty eight strikeouts, and his WHIP is zero point five four. The dude is shoving. He's twenty five. He's played, dude. He's pitched some some good baseball in his, in his career. You know, he's on that cusp. He's a lefty. He has an arsenal pitches. He has like five. He has like five. I think that's a guy that like, bro, I give that. I bring that guy up and give him a shot, man. We have so many righties on the staff. Like let's bring up a couple lefties, bro. Like at his it, age, it's, it's time to see what he can do. Yeah. And you ever like, already? I think it's a bum. I never want to see that guy. <laughs> on a, I never want to see that guy wearing Marlins uniform. Hey, but why is he, why is he in Jupiter and not in Jacksonville then? Who? The homie that you said. No, he's in Pensacola. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Double A. He's uh, yeah, man, dude, dude shoves. I mean, I, I've I've watched. Thankfully, with the uh, you know with, with the Valley Sports app and stuff, I can I can w- watch highlights of uh of the minor league games and bro, dude, dude has it. Like I'm I'm telling you that that dude can that dude can throw. I think he can come and be a serviceable guy at the pen. I, I legitimately think I, I think he can kind of take on like that that Braxton Garrett role that we've seen like. You know, when Braxton has gone his call-ups in the last year and the year before, it was he, was he was getting, you know, straight into the pen. Braxton Garrett started this year in the pen and eventually worked his way into the rotation. And you can argue that Garrett's been our best pitcher this year until he gave up. Well, yeah, know. I wanted to get into Braxton actually a second. What did you think about the outing yesterday? He gave up, was it 11 runs? He gave up 11 runs, four bombs. I, almost all of them were near near Spaz and I. Um Kelly would be talking. We, we, Kelly and I would be talking. It's just, oh, here comes another one. Yeah, oh, another one. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, it made, it made, it made for like a fun game to watch. Like you love high because at the end of the day, we scored seven runs. Like, and we had like fourteen hits or something like that. Like I thought, like you know, most times you're like, okay, I can, I can live with that. But it was, uh, no, unfortunately, you know, everyone has those games. The best in the world have those games. I'm not, I'm not, and, it, and it's the fucking Braves, bro. Like the Braves are just gonna hit against fucking everybody. So, but yeah, we were, we were home run magnets yesterday. It was actually impressive if they they followed us. I do love Braxton though. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be fine, and I do like him quite a bit. And all things considered, man, I mean, it was just a bad game overall. We were just getting crushed. So, I, I don't know. I like him. Hope he continues to do what he's doing. Well, moving into the weekend, it's sounding like Wendell's on his way back. Spaz. If Wendell comes up, somebody's got to go. Who's got to go? And I'm not talking about sending Xavier Edwards back down. I'm, I'm talking about who's losing their 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 at bats. Who's losing their spot in the infield? Dude, I don't think they put them back into the starting lineup. I think Homie's gonna ride the pine for a little bit. Oh, uh, well, didn't he have like four strikeouts and like his first rehab start back, or like one of his rehab starts back? And I don't think he's but, done yeah. really well. But he's he's getting paid six million a year, kind of like what you said about Avi Garcia. He's getting paid, so he's playing. Wendell's getting paid; he's playing. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a different thing than Avi. Uh, maybe first game back, you know, somebody sits down. But I, I just don't think he. I, Cali's been 
He's been the one about he's like, I don't see how Wendell gets a spot back. And he's been the one that's saying, and I have to agree with him. I don't, I don't know how he does. Yeah, well, I, I, I will say his he had a horrible spring training. He was five for forty-eight in spring training. Yeah. Five for forty-eight. So he hasn't one. had a good start to the year. I love him because I fucking batting gloves, no batting gloves. It's fucking awesome. So I, I love the guy. But if he's not gonna produce and he hasn't been doing well, listen, man, get on the bench. I'm sorry. I, I think we're gonna see Wendell at, at least at first kind of come into that what Garrett Hampson was, which was like Hampson this year was like when everyone was healthy, he was kind of like the new birdie in the sense that, you know, he was just like a plug and play guy, like whoever's day off it was, that's, that's kind of where you went. I think we initially, we, cause, cause who genuinely, who do you say? You don't say birdie. You don't say Hampson. Hampson's hitting like damn near 280 right now. Yeah. You know, Segura, he's, he's floating around 200, but Segura's a bat. I've got a lot better. He's had a lot, but he's been hitting the ball hard. He's getting on base again. He had a, he smoked a double that I thought was leaving the yard yesterday. He got a chance to hear what Brian has to say about he that. Had, he had good at bats. We, we can, we can rip Segura all we want, but dudes, he's had a lot better at bats lately. And, he's, and, and what I will give Segura is that he's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting into outs. And, and unfortunately it's part of the game. Even Segura himself admitted that he, he's in the worst slump of his career. Um, but like, do you do? You, I mean, so the I mean, I guess for the sake of answering the question, I guess Segura, but Segura's getting paid a lot of money too, bro. Like, if we're gonna play the money game, like it's not him. If they're gonna keep yeah. money on the field, it's not gonna be Segura. It's it's gonna have to be Birdie or, or Hampson. So maybe Hampson's the one that sits. But dude, Hampson's playing ball right now, man. Hampson, yeah, unfortunate. Hampson's our best infielder, not named Arise right now, hitting wise. Right. Brian, what is our infield looking like once Wendell comes back? So I I agree. I think Wendell probably comes back on the bench. Um, yeah. You know, I think as much as I would love to say bench Segura, you know, move uh, <laughs> move Birdie over to third and, and give a spot to uh, Hampson that's at short. I just don't know that – I don't know that the Marlins are ready for that. I, I think – Segura is getting paid a lot and um you know he's probably one of the few guys outside of like Soler and uh Jesus Sanchez who looked good in the Braves series um and, and so for me that's encouraging and I would I would give him a little bit longer of a leash because you know I've been I've been the one who said bench Segura bench Segura bench Segura but I I think I think you gotta make Wendell earn his earn his spot and maybe you give him like Spaz said, let him let him play the first game he comes back and see what happens. And you know, if he goes four for four and you know brings in some runs, then yeah, let him keep playing. But he's got to earn his way back in because Birdie, Hampson, Segura, you know, those guys are all ahead of him. And and you know, he he didn't have a good spring. He has not a good rehab stint right now. So you know, he's got to earn his spot. One thing that I, I think we can conceivably see too, if Coop is out for much longer, is maybe he gets a shot at first. You know, or they give him maybe even they give him a DH start or something like that. But yeah, I, I like I don't know if, you're, if we're talking strictly the infield that's not a first baseman. I, I don't know who you who you bench for him if everyone's you know ready to go. If someone needs a day off, and you plug them into whoever needs a day off. But you know, presumably, yeah. I, I don't I don't see who you're you're sitting for him right now. Well, I think the other interesting thing is like Skip was putting um, Hampson like out in the outfield and stuff a little bit. Could like, be out of in right field for the first time. So maybe that's like part of his thing is 
I'll use uh, Hampstead in the outfield and use Wendell kind of between somewhere in the midfield to get, give people breaks. So we'll see. Midfield. Sorry. <laughs> infield. <laughs> Wrong podcast, my guy. <laughs> All right. So upcoming series, we got uh, the Cubs and the Diamondbacks both on the road. Uh, I guess it's prediction time. So let me throw it over to – who should I throw it? Spazzy, let's go with you first. What is Spazzy, it? Three how are we feeling? Three and three? Three and three. No, no, no. no. I, we're playing three against the Cubs and three against the, the – Diamondbacks. Yeah. On the road. All right. Uh, I don't like that all of our wins against the Cubs were uh, one-run wins. Uh, and we're on the road at a very famous uh, ballpark. I say we go two and three there. And then Diamondbacks uh, also two and three. So we come back four and six. And that's my prediction. Four, four and two. Four and two. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, four and two. Caddy, what you thinking? Um, well, be- before I keep going, has anybody ever been to Wrigley? No. I was outside no. it. That, that's, <laughs> that's a bucket list for me. Yeah, that's that was yeah. the bucket list. The last time I was in Chicago, the Cubs were playing away. Yeah, so oh. I got to go outside and I got to do the tour. It was pretty, pretty nice. Right, Chad, what are you thinking about the series? All right, so uh, tomorrow we have. For, for, fun fact, in you know, in typical Cubs fashion, they they'll play day games as often as they can. So all our games are two twenty start times. Fun fact. All right, we got Cabrera against Steele on the bump. Steele had a very good outing against us. Um, Cabrera had, you know, but we still we still won the game. Uh, in game one, game two, we have Honig, who who threw pretty well in his own right against the the Cubbies, against World Series champion Drew Smiley, who's three and one. And then Sunday, we got a we got Sandy on the bump against uh, Wineski. I, I think Saturday we see we see a flash from old Sandy give us a W. I think we split Friday and Saturday. I think we lose tomorrow. We win Saturday. Um, and um, and then D-backs, I, I like our chances. We don't know what, what end of the rotation, but whenever Gallon pitches, I, I, I don't love our chances. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say five. I'm, no, so I'm going to say four and two. I would, I'm going to say five. All right. <laughs> Wrong answer. Four and two. I, I could ride with that because I mean we weren't necessarily dominant over the Cubs. I'm sure the Cubs are looking at this series and they're thinking we could probably we sweep a, them. Yeah, we can figure it out. So but they're so, not hitting right now, so we'll see. Brian, what are you thinking? Uh I'm thinking we win Friday against the Cubs. We probably lose Saturday, win Sunday. Uh, and then I say we sweep the Diamondbacks. Woo! I think uh, you know we probably got between Braxton Lazardo. You no, know we're not playing against Bum anymore, right? Yeah, but I don't. I don't think Bum matters. I think we'll still beat them. I, 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 I think we sweep the Diamondbacks. We finish out our second sweep of the the season. I think Sandy comes back strong on Sunday, and. You know, we're we're sitting here next Thursday on our off day talking about how we're over five hundred and we're looking good and we're in second place. I like the confidence, brother. I love I, it. I do also. I, I don't see a sweep against Chicago. I I think that Cabrera could take a, a win on Friday. I think Hoeing gets raked on Saturday, and I think Sunday Sandy finally plays against 
uh, a below average hitting team. And this is his time to finally get right. So I think Sandy finally takes that. And I also think we can take two out of three from the Diamondbacks. So I'd also go four and two like Spaz and, uh, and Cali said. And I, I, I mean, it would be great to get a road sweep, but those those are difficult to come by. So uh, I, I'm confident saying four and two. And we go into the next episode what, with a 20 and 18 record. It's not bad for almost mid-May. So we're looking good. Yeah. Like we said, what's the goal? 86 wins. We get to 86 and we have a chance at the wild card. And once you get in the dance, anything can happen. That's right. We just got to win, win series. Get to the door, baby. That's all we got to do. Best playoff winning percentage in MLB history. So that's right. that, that says enough. All right. So I turn the show over to you, Spaz. We got <laughs> it, it's trivia time. Me. So you let me know. Thing. You let me know what you want me to put up. You want me to put up number one? All right. So the theme of trivia this week is historic baseball pictures. If you guys are on tw- Twitter and you follow, I think it's called uh, at baseball history or at baseball picks. It's one of my favorite accounts just because it goes back to like 1920s and you know it, it does everything so i'm a huge fan of uh historic baseball pictures this is gonna be different. it's gonna be two uh just overall baseball pictures and then two marlins related pictures and uh we can go with uh number one 1976 this what, dude, what am i guessing th- what's that what this picture is yeah, yeah, yeah. what you team you played for all right so <laughs> This man played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, an absolute baller, and he made this shirt. If you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys bopping, which is actually a Parliament song that they used to listen to in a black Cadillac with turquoise interior on the way to the clubs after playing baseball games. I wish baseball was still like that. And uh, they used to party. (laughs) So who is this dude? If you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys bopping. Dave Parker. Fucking A, Callie. He's got it. Come on, son. I have the scoreboard, <laughs> by the way. This is one of my favorite Ooh. baseball pictures ever. That's a good one. We need to and get that are... shirt remade. Yeah, we do. This, that's also the, the We Are Family uh, Pirates. Those teams were, were fucking yeah. stacked. So, one of my, just a quick thing. One of my other favorite pictures is uh, in spring training. They're in Bradenton, Florida. Him and all the boys are smoking cigarettes in the dugout. Bring oh, that yeah. shit back. Bring that shit back. <laughs> all right, picture number two. Oh we hell yeah! Have, we have. I already a, know the answer. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So we have an older pitcher. A younger batter. I mean, I know who the pitcher is. Storms them. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I know. Who the, I know who the hitter is. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> younger batter storms a mound. Older pitcher gets him in a headlock and is just wailing on him. Who is the younger batter? Robin Ventura. I'll give you one, uh, another one. He played at Oregon State. I'll give you another one. He had the most hits ever in college baseball for a long time until it was broken by Florida International University Panther Garrett Whittles. Jesus Christ, he's really. I was going to say, wasn't Ro- Robin Ventura? <laughs> didn't he play for? You're thinking Sorry. about Jesse Ventura, the wrestler. Yeah, the one that was eventually governor of Minnesota. <laughs> governor was- of Minnesota. No, I was thinking. I was thinking that, uh, that did Robin Ventura didn't play for FIU. 
No. No, you're right. Who played for Okay. So, that, like, you? from the bigs? Like, now we have Logan Allen. We have an Edwin Rio. Didn't Mike Lowe play for FIU? No. No, he played for oh. UM, didn't he? No, Mike Lowe. Mike, Mike Lowe, Lowe was a UM guy. He went to he went to Gables. I think he's I think he was a draft. I don't think I don't think Lowell went to FIU. I think he went to Dade. Maybe oh, maybe he went maybe he went to Dade. Fun he's fact: Mike Piazza went to Miami Dade. <laughs> Mets legend, Marlins legend, Mar- five game Marlin legend, <laughs> Mike Piazza. Hey, we're in the Hall of Fame. Our name is in the Hall of Fame with Mike Piazza's uh, plaque there. All right, All question right. number three. Everyone knows Steve Bartman. We just made, we just played the Cubs. Everyone knows Steve Bartman. We got screwed in right field. I don't know if you guys saw it. Somebody had had a Steve Bartman moment on the right field uh, in this past game. Who was the player on the field for the opposing team who Steve Bartman screwed over? Moises, Moises Alou. Moises Alou. I'll give that one to Danny. What the uh, fuck? I said it first. To Danny. Danny had that one. First we of need all, buzzers. I, 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 I was I was like giving him a chance to finish the question. Callie. Yeah, no, no. Kelly's like all over this shit. <laughs> all right, Danny, that's a point for you. All right, we're going to go to question number four. <laughs> Jeffrey Luria. <laughs> all right. So he's doing a little signal, which is like a sideways peace sign over his eyes, which two Marlins baseball players in around 2012 made it like a little celebration. Who? Give me one of those Marlins players. I'm not even going to say the name of the celebration, but it's a sideways peace sign over your eye after you get a base hit or whatever it is. Lovite. Hanley Ramirez was one. And Bonifacio? Get in! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So do we each get a point? No, so it wasn't even Hanley. It was Jose Reyes and Emilio Bonifacio. Yeah, it wasn't Hanley. Yeah, it wasn't Hanley at all. It was Jose Reyes. I remember Bonifacio doing that. So Brandon I know it's called Lovite. That's what they called it. The Lovite, yeah, yeah. So it is Lovite, but it wasn't Hanley. It was Bonifacio and Jose Reyes. Oh, I thought Lobo. Lobo was in the mix too for that one. Lobo yeah. Morton. So, all right. Brian gets a point. Danny gets a point, and Callie gets two points. Yeah. So, so that's true. The, the scoreboard: <laughs> Danny has three, Brandon has two, Spazzy has three, and yours truly has five. So Mike great. Lowell played for FIU. He did play for FIU, didn't he? Okay, cool. I know he went to Coral Gables. Yeah, Gables legend. So. <laughs> Raul Labanya has played at Sunset. Ooh. Well. Yeah, yeah, um, all right. Well, that was it for trivia. Now it's time to announce the winner of the giveaway. There you go. So now I was doing this on the fly as we were recording because I completely forgot, honestly, to set it up beforehand. So let me see if I get this right on the first try. So here we go. Uh oh 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 oh. Where are the tickets? Here we go. There we go. Oh, nice! You oh, did what I did. Nice. All right. So those are the names of the people that were included. Now, I will put it out there that Fish Stripes did retweet, and we appreciate you. But you're at the games all the time anyway. We want to get maybe some new faces out there. So I didn't include Fish Stripes on here. And our <laughs> bonus, whoever wins gets to sit with me in the jazz band section because everybody else bailed on me. 
I'm maybe I'm, I'm, I might be able to go. I if it depends if I can get out of going to graduation somehow. So, uh, so here we go. We'll All right. All right. It, it. So I'm gonna click, and it should spin, and let's see who wins. And your winner Ooh. is Romeo Rodriguez. Romeo! I just saw him yesterday. Romeo, we got a winner. All right. Oh, I was going to take a picture. <laughs> no, is it still not up there? No, no, no you took it out. You monster. Oh. Well, Romeo, you're going to. Romeo, two free tickets to the jazz band. That includes a t shirt. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you for participating. And we'll have more giveaways yeah. here and there. So uh, I, I was hoping to keep this tight in the under an hour. We went slightly over an hour, but a lot to get to, a lot of fun trivia, and we had the giveaway. Anything else for the people, Cali, Brian, or Spaz, before we sign off? Um, uh, I mean, we uh, a positive to take away from the Braves series is that we actually, aside from the first game, we swung the bat pretty well. Um, even today, you know, Solar had a big game. It always seems someone ha- ha- finds, you know, finds their bat every game. So keep the faith. I think we'll we'll turn it around offensively. So, I, you know what? That's a great point about Solar too, because as as I was watching the game in the first inning, the announcer said he hasn't hit a home run since April seventeenth, and I thought to myself, "Well, oh, this is the time to hit one." Because it's like when announcer's they say curse. he has, yeah, the announcer's curse. You, you've never mi- missed a free throw. You're gonna miss the next one. You haven't hit a home run this long, and you're the opposing team. You're like, oh, fuck. He just jinxed us. Now he's going to hit a home run. So it, I just felt it, and he hit the home run right after. Went right over Branton's head. What else you got for Branton? I know you you had the awesome Listen. day today with your son. Yeah, I love it. Um, you know, whoever – whoever. well, obviously we did the giveaway, so you'll be at Ethan's second baseball game ever. So congratulations to that. We'll do more giveaways in the future, and – you know, the one thing I'll say and leave you guys with is is when you can, if you're not signed up to MLB Alert, sign up for them because um, they're doing a lot of like free minor league games that you can watch. And last night's Yuri start was on there. So we got to watch Yuri for free. So check it out. Start to get to know some of the prospects coming up because if these injury problems keep coming up, we're going to start seeing more of these guys. And so, for sure, um, check them out, give them some some love, and check out the merch. I mean, come on, how sexy are these hats? Look at this yeah. guy right here. Goddamn right. Yeah, man, that's, 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 that's those are, both of those has a really nice spaz. What Wait. you got as we sign out? Uh. No, I mean, I, if you guys see us around the ballpark, we're going to be going to the ballpark a whole lot more, especially as the summer kicks in. We got some uh, some giveaways coming up as well. But if you see us around the ballpark, say hello. I have a few vintage things that I'm going to go ahead and raffle off in the next few podcasts. Ooh. I haven't even shared it with my co-hosts yet, but I will later on. Let them Can know. I, enter? Nice. But yeah, I will be giving away nothing. <laughs> you are a member of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, follow us, listen, and uh, you know, say hi. For sure. And we, if you're listening all the way to the end, we appreciate you sticking around an hour and 11 minutes in. We appreciate you. Hit us a like, a, a subscribe, and all that other good stuff. It's weird saying it, but, you know, they tell me to say it. So thank you for all, all that. Thank you for your time. And uh, let's hope that we can get that four and two minimum coming into next week. Let's keep strong second in the division, get that wild card spot, and just keep going. Until then, Enjoy your weekend, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.